right, and we are live. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Roots. Hey, Mom, how you doing? Hey, Alexander, how's it going? Well, welcome, everyone, back to Roots. Um, for those of you that are listening in for the first time, welcome. For those of you that are coming back, welcome back. Roots is a series of conversations between my mom and myself and our family to understand our history, to understand our present, uh, with the intention to link the two um, so that they can connect us even stronger than before. So how are you doing today, Mom? I love it. I love the connection. Every time I talk to you, I just feel like I'm able to um, pass down a little piece of the history to you, and it makes me happy. That's great. That's great. That's really good to hear. And um, I'm, I'm learning so much about it with every episode. And I think this is a particularly interesting one because based on last episode, we left you right in the middle of an ocean. I know. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of random sweaty people. Oh, um, goodness. And, yeah. And, and, that, and that's only the beginning, right? That. Um, OK, so, yeah, that's half of it. Half of it. We. Mm-hmm. We will actually, uh, I don't even remember that we talk about the part that we saw land after four episodes of uh, being raised by pirates. Well, in... well, yeah, we haven't even gotten there yet. So we haven't even gotten to the pirates. Right. So we, we got to get to the pirates first before we can get to the Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the pirates, it was the big, horrid moments in my life. Um, that was something nobody planned for nobody even have any inkling idea so that was took us totally surprised yeah and, and honestly th- this is this is obviously a very sensitive topic so only speak to this stuff to the extent that you're comfortable um i i don't feel like i'm i don't want you to feel like you're having to divulge more information than you would like but i think that this is something this is a really pivotal experience that changes a lot of the way of how you perceive things right because um in those instances you fear for your life you you really fear for am i am i am i gonna get taken am i gonna get shot am i gonna get thrown overboard and i think that this is one of those experiences that hopefully i will never have to come across um, you I know, hope I'm, not, really. Yeah, I'm in a very different environment. I'm in a very different situation. And I've definitely done some stupid things that have, you know, put 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 my, my safety in, in, into jeopardy, but nothing across like someone that is there standing in front of you with the intent to kill, like to say like, yeah, like if it comes down to you or me, like I have the means to kill you. And I'm just wondering if you could speak to what that was like for you and and, and i and, wonder i wonder those pirates are really intent to kill because just to satisfy their um their crewness i think they if they ever done anything yeah one is the intent to overpowering you secondly i think they are afraid too i think they're really? very afraid yeah um, because they are just as illegal acting as anything, you know, like <laughs> mm. if, if they get caught internationally, um, by any of the parole, uh, boat or the coastal guard, 
they were probably would be in uh, deep trouble because most of those pirates were actually, from what I learned, are mostly fishermen that disguise mm. um, as. Uh, you know they were fishermen, and it makes a whole whole lot faster money by intimidating people, and you know a lot more money than you go fishing. Right. But um, yeah, so all these whole pirate things, I I don't think that either my mom or dad really have prepared for it. I mean, mm -hmm. we have prepared about you know how we get out by. Um, crossing the guards and make sure that the guards are not play trick on us, you know, have some other coastal guard that took us back in, you know, it's just like there's a lot of chances that you, you get tricked and um, you get scammed. But somehow, and we prepare for that, we prepare a lot for the, the local official, the, the local government people. And mm -hmm. once we got to the open sea out to the Gulf of Thailand, we thought that, oh my God, there must probably a lot of boat, big boat, merchant boat parade out there that we definitely going to bump into some of the boat to rescue us. Like many right. great story that people send homes like, oh, we got rescued by the German boat. We got rescued by the Singapore boat. We got rescued a lot, of, you know, international crossing. There's a lot of big ships and a lot of boats, but we didn't get any of those luck. And what we saw uh, was maybe three times the size of our boat. And they're a big fish, fishing boat because you, yeah. you have to be big in order to be out in the you know big open yeah. water. Mm -hmm. And um, so we didn't prepare for us. Um, I was really, really scared. Um, in in multi, multiple incidents, we were just so tired. They they yank out the jewelry from people's that wearing, so lots of people just like don't even fight. You know, we have a lot of children, we have a lot of yeah. older folks, we have a lot of women, and yeah. the men's the men's a little antsy, and they say that they see that they can take over some of these pirates because basically they're just a handful of uh, males. Yeah, and some of them not even like you know mature males. Some of them are like teenager kids and they yeah. wear a bandana they draw on their face and they the, the whole intent is to intimidate you so they can get quick money and then they mm -hmm. can just quickly leave because they didn't want to get caught either so the the thing is um i was really afraid people were afraid because they had guns oh yeah we didn't mm -hmm. and even though they only like a handful probably a dozen no more than that and we find well, a terrifying people. prospect it's a terrifying prospect and we were like, like we have no room to move around let alone you know how are you going to fight anything and they have the radio backup and we were afraid that they're going to shoot they don't have to even shoot us they just shoot a mm -hmm. hole in the in the boats and that's all it takes you know oh that's yeah that's, that's really all good... we need we, mm -hmm. you know one hole the whole entire 502 people will sink in the ocean and nobody would know so yeah we so you're, you're helpless there yeah we didn't want to upset them, mm -hmm. so we let them take whatever. And you know, the first the first two rounds, they they really hit a high, you know, uh, jackpots because they got a lot. I mean, believe it or not, people still come out after they pay for the governments in Vietnam. They still coming out with a lot of uh, possession. Yeah, because uh, you, you and and you were talking about how like 
how crafty you were with like sewing things into your jackets and people hiding things in their teeth, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, my mom, my mom was so skillful in that. Yeah. Even so, we still have a lot of things that we took that you know that we can readily liquidate, liquefy them. You know, there's a lot of things. My my mom did drill a hole on her mola, and put a diamond on that mola. That's crazy. It is crazy. I did not. I I heard about it, but the worst. That's the worst root canal ever. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> she's already have you know the the, the nerve is already dead. So she just did a um, a crown or some sort. You Jeez, know, she just put. Yeah. The, the the diamond in there and that I don't think that she took it out until she got to the, the state United States because there's no form no way to take it out but there's a lot of things that because you have to think about emergency after emergency after emergency yeah. so we get many backup plan but my fear was that because I was 16 and there's a lot of girls in that boat yeah and we didn't, like I said, I didn't hear much about that in Vietnam, which is good because I would be horrified if I know ahead. You uh -huh. know what I mean? I, I might be prepared, but you can't really prepare when you hit the when, when you get hit by the pirate. There's no way. But also, when, when it's staring you in the face, that's right. just so much more real. Yeah. Right. So I did not have a clue thinking that, oh, my God, you know, um, I, I did have some inkling fear, but I didn't think too much about um being raped or being you know taken away until the third round until the third round um mm -hmm. they were able to thin our boat people into two of their boats because now not one boat attacking us but two bigger boats were sandwiching us in the middle and they thin the people out to both of their boats so they can thoroughly search the boat because the boat was so crowded. There's no way people can move around. You know, they yeah. can't really do a thorough search. And at that point, when I separated from my own boat and on my, you know, the corner of my eyes, I saw my dad and, and my younger brother is in one boat. Mm -hmm. They got lured into, you know, into one boat. And then my mom would a couple younger brother and sister and some of my cousin stay in my boat because they only lure like the younger adult or the men because those are the people still got strength to get up yeah. to walk around so yeah the women's and the little kid you know they're crying they're screaming and they just let the women and the kids stay in the in in our own boat mm -hmm. and there's some um unfortunate incidents that happen which I'm not going to share here, and I sure. didn't share in in, the, in my book either. Totally. But um, but that that is something that um, it's not happened to me, and I don't think it's fair that if I share it, I, I don't totally get it. Yeah, yeah, totally get um, it. But do you, do you, do, you, do you feel like this was like a like like at, at these points? There's so many things racing through your head. Like at at some point, you're just like just. I just want to go back home. Like even through after all of that. Well, did, I didn't did, even think about the part going home because there's no time to even think about. I, I wish I'm home. I'm just thinking about how can I avoid not being a victim? Yeah. Like I was, I was clinging on to, like I said, on the guardrail. I was just like so afraid. I was trembling and, yeah. and 
to the point that hyperventilating, and I yeah. saw, um, and I hear more than I see because the the lady that got strip search was quite the distance from me, but she was screaming so loud that it just like got a shriek in my ears, and yeah. And I was just like, please don't let it be me. Please, you know, that's all I can pray for that, um, you know, yeah. they will have mercy on us. Yeah, that that's, I think that's like the, the craziest thing because like whenever I think about like a tough situation, I always think like, well, I've always had the ability to think through like what my options are. How do I get out of something? What, what do I do? Whereas like, this is a very in the context of like a very purely helpless situation, like, yeah, you're like a you just, yeah, you just got to be like, well, whatever, like, you just, you just, you know, like, you know, the cat and the mouse, you know, you are the mouse and you are being captured by the cat and you just have to wait for the mercy. And sometimes the cat like to play with it and tossing you around and sometimes yeah. they let you go and sometimes they'll eat you. So yeah. you just don't know which situation, but my fears of all fear is they can humiliate me in front of, you know, yeah. a lot of other people. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of things that raced through my mind at the time. And, um, and like I said on my TEDx talk that, you know, one of, one of the younger kid, he's about my height and I'm not that tall. I'm 16 yeah. at the time, but I'm petite. And this kid's probably about 12 because he still got a baby voice. He's still got a, he's, his puberty is not quite there yet. So you can still hear that he's got a boyish voice mm -hmm. and um, he, he screamed at me or something. And then, you know, I, I hit a, a gold ring under my tongue and, and he just slapped me in my face. And, um, you know, it, it, it was really scary. And I was like, I better not get him mad because I'm not afraid of him because he's a little kid and I don't think he's going to do anything bad to me. But there's other men in there yep. and you just do not want to poke the bear. Yep. You don't know. You do not want to be standing out. You just want to make sure that you are blending and you are invisible. And Especially that when that bear is a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it it was uh, it was scary, and then I I was just holding my breath until the moment that they done searching, and they yeah. release us back into our own boat. And we that's got to be such a feeling of relief, huh? Oh my god, it was so I I can't describe um, the feeling because it was getting dark, and if they mm -hmm. take you to any remote island and you are away from your parents, so there are a lot of story that being told that women being captured and never saw their parents and never saw the daylight mm -hmm. done, disappear. And there's no way that anybody can find you because once they take you to the jungle or to any remote place, you know, there's no way anybody can find you. And that's the yeah. most fear that I had at that time. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was, it was, um, I have to say that, thank God that he looked over us and um, by the time they done, they put everything, everybody back into the boat and we were exhausted from crying, yeah. from, from being terrified. And, um, and we didn't care about what we lost at that moment anymore. It's just like, are you okay? Just you have know? each other. Yeah. Right. Right. 
like it's like quasi cliche in the sense but really the most like base fundamental like emotion of that like i can't even think about what that what that's like i mean experiencing that um give you any sort of resolution or resolve for moving forward in your life like was that something oh like, yeah so everything else from? become a pirate in my life after that i feel like really? you know, i feel like it's scary um I, I let the pilot pirate of life rob a lot of things in my in my earlier years because of fear. Mm. You know, fear of being stand out, being seen, being heard, being visible. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot of fear that uh, things that you know it's a lot of PTSD also. Yeah, of that, course that you don't know that it affecting you a lot in your life uh -huh. and um you know whether whether people get encounter real pirates or not we all have pirates in our life you know the pirates of time robbing your your productive time mm -hmm. um the pirate of being afraid that people will judge you the pirate that being afraid of um you know, say something or, or be seen. There's, there's all different kind of metaphor, but I think the pirates in that stage had always reappear in my life as a different form. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's very interesting because I think your, your very specific instance is just like, don't stand out. Don't become the center of attention. Like, like stay on the sideline and figure it out from there it's very different from my upbringing where it's like you have to be noticed you have to yeah. figure out like how you're going to be like the focal point like the center of attention right. the, the the best at whatever it is that you're doing um and do, do, you, do you feel like watching me try to do that was setting off any alarms for you no, I'm actually trained you to do that. That's why I, in your in your eleven um, grade in your junior year, that's why I push you to be launching the Toastmaster Gavel Club in your in your school because I do not want you to be me. I'm actually sure. I'm actually see that the disadvantage that of that fear that has done to me. And I really want to push you out of being speaking, being comfortable. And I'm really glad wow. that you like to play piano, performing piano in front of, you know, a large crowd of audience. You're not afraid because that for me and for your daddy, that would be a terrifying thing to do. You know, being seen under the spotlight. That's something that we never thought that we would be able to do. And the first thing, you know, when, when we have you is that I really want you to be comfortable to be in the spotlight, to speak your voice, to do the things that you are proud of and I'm, I'm proud of you. And when you were able to play piano and when you were three years old performing on the stage by yourself and have no fear about it. And I was like, oh, mission accomplished. And I hope you have carried that until when he's adulthood. Yeah. Because another another thing that really puts all of that into perspective is like you know you're you're literally trying to make a career 
doing something that you have a traumatic history about like that. I, 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 I didn't think about this until now, but like, you know, you have a lot of fear around being and, and there's, there's, there's basic fear where it's like, Oh, I'm nervous about getting up on stage and talking to people, but it's like, Oh, I'm nervous about getting up on stage and talking to people because, and, and, and I have like, I have this really traumatic history with, you know, being visible and being public that is you know and a, a, another another immense handicap that that's not just that, that not that's just crazy. the pirate incident it's not even only the pirate incident it's being raised in the family of my of my very disciplinary dad yeah there's so many we're factors. not allowed to so like ask question well it didn't say that you can't ask question but you know that if you ask question you get scolded or you get punished, yeah. you know, things that you learn, you don't speak, you're just taking order. So already that one front, I was so well trained about not arguing back, even when you're right, you don't debate with your parents. Mm. So that is already my life upbringing about, you know, not speaking up. Not, you, you can be seen and sometimes you, don't want to be seen either because you know you if you are being seen in the wrong place you might get in trouble because when daddy's frustrating and get pressure or certain things you know he might take out on you so you're trying to be in a place that you don't have a voice you don't have an appearance it's most safe and for me um when much later in my career life i pick a career that i didn't really have to speak I didn't yeah. have to do anything that is visible. Me and my solo place in a room to do my things. And I wasn't happy because that's just not me. Okay. But I get the impression that, you know, that's a safer place. Um, so yeah, that's, that's much later on. And yes, that pirate is a very, very large symbol in my life because mm. I felt like, you know, I'm not going to let it rob from me, uh, you know, because of the fear. Yeah, totally. And, and even moving on from there, like, again, I, we're, we're in such a level of territory that I'm just kind of like, I'm just trying to visualize it. There's no way for me to kind of like get close to what that actually feels like, but it gets worse from there. Like, <laughs> it's like once once the pirates are 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 done taking everything that that is usable on the boat the and funny then... thing is after the fourth round i mean after the third round we were so exhausted and you know the um so the fourth round of pirates they, they felt so bad for us they felt no. pity for us no, <laughs> they got to us and they saw like, oh, my God, there's a lot of sick puppies here. Everybody is vomiting. And, you know, after that, it was like the third day or the fourth day in the high sea. And um, they felt pity for us. So they actually gave us a little bit thing to drink. Not a whole lot. They just, you know, OK, here you go. You know, I, I don't think you guys have anything for me to rob. So here's yeah. some water. Here's some kanji. Just just uh, just disappear. The really sad pirate attack when the pirates that came to rob you actually give you some stuff. <laughs> they yeah, he, they have a little bit of a heart. They they didn't you know kill us or get angry, but they actually felt sorry for us. 
Yeah. And then um, and then they let us go, and then we were drifting, we were drifting, and then by the the fourth day, we start seeing a little hazy thing on the horizon, and we saw something like a shade of a mountain, and we were so happy. Oh my God! I mean, at that time. I was super thirsty, super uh, tired, and not just me, pretty much everyone. I mean, to the point that we can't even express our happiness. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> we're going to be safe. Yeah. I, 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 I think I want to hear more about the hunger and the thirst, especially the thirst, because I, did I tell you about the, uh, did I tell you about the, the, the fasting, the fasting experience that, that, I, that I tried to do? No. So, I mean, part of it was just like, I wanted to see what would happen, but part of this was also like, I wonder what in some way I can, I can try and emulate this experience, but wow. I had done a, I had done a week long fast to, to try and figure out, well, what, what, what did mom and dad feel like, um, wow. going through this? And so and it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, um, generous program. So like, I just didn't eat for a week. Um, I had a cup of coffee, a cup of green tea and a multivitamin each day. And then I just drank as much water as I wanted. And I, you know, through logging that experience, I felt what like, like, a, like a really empty stomach was like, um, kind of like understanding what hunger is like, but obviously it's in a very comfortable condition. And there's the fact that, I mean, I can drink as much water as I want. And I was wondering if you could tell me more about how that felt for you uh, <laughs> it's really hard to describe because fear took precedent of everything oh. um you know you are afraid that you're gonna sing in the middle of the night in the darkness because there's no lighting on the boats even so when the sun go down there's pitch black now when the sun's come up a scorching sun and it's super super hot and you are being burned you know um, with the sun and your skins are cracking and the the salty air didn't help and the splashing if you're splashing salt water it becomes sticky and it absorbs the sun even faster so mm -hmm. that was just very uncomfortable condition and mm -hmm. to be honest we were super tired and hungry but um, eating was not even like a solution I mean we probably can eat a little bit of something soupy but because that oh, many of us never been into the the sea so the the sea motion you know was just really take a toll on your body and you almost like in the stage of zombie because you just can't think straight you you're kind of floating and you sort of hallucinating yeah. um, and thirsty, I remember super thirsty, and, and I dream about having a slice of orange, I dream about, you know, drinking water, I dream a lot uh, about taking in. Um, I think lots of people deal with it when it comes, like if you were put in the desert or in the sea, your body will sort of like get your strongest defensive mechanism that you don't even plan for. Yeah. You probably feel a lot um, weak and tired when you when you do the fasting at home. 
Yeah. But like you say, you know, you know that it's better to take vitamin, to take water, which I'm, I don't encourage anybody to try to take a week and, and doing fasting just to see how they feel. But I am, I'm grateful that you even trying to put yourself through that experience to see what you feel like. And I hope you never, ever, ever have to feel like that in the real life. Um, you could do that in your choice. But when, when I had that um, experience and many people not not the only, I'm not the only one I think you know your your body is super fragile but it, as soon as you get to the ground or as soon as you get something to eat it will recover it's the mental thing that will haunt you for years and years and years sure the physical you can recover but the mental is the one that I have to deal with over and over and over again. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, and that's why the mental part, I never really want to be at the, at the space, at the stage that I won't be able to provide food for my family for a whole week. You know what I mean? Like mm. always okay. preparing, always mm -hmm. saving, always think about, the rainy day. Yeah. So if so that, that's like that a really good lesson. Drives, yeah, that really drives um, kind of like a lot of the household culture that, that I experienced growing up. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. So people who come from hardship, like even people who went through the depressions or the World War II, mm -hmm. I think you will find many of them have the same mindset the mental sure. preparedness uh, yeah. you always be frugal you always extremely careful on your spending that kind of thing mm -hmm. it's just because that you have been to the worst bottom place in your life and you ever never want to be back in that space again mm -hmm. yeah but Man, um, when we get, yeah when we get to the horizon and we we saw it and we got in and sure enough it was malaysia it was some of the island in malaysia yeah. now i don't know if we have time to even just talking about the encounter with the malaysian coastal guard i think honestly like mm -hmm. there, there's because that that is an, is an experience in of itself and then i feel like there's a third section of the boat journey where like i i i hate to repeat myself but it gets worse, <laughs> but, but, but I, and there is a, there is a specific other thing that I wanted to talk to you about there. Um, but I think it's, it's a good idea to save that for the next session, because this is a lot of information as well. And I, I think that, um, that there's, there's some stuff that I want to reflect on there, but, um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I, and I, I want to say that I had no idea that you did the fasting. Is that before you read my book or is that after you read my book? Uh, that was after I read the book. Um, I was, uh, I, I decided to do kind of like a week long fast just to understand because uh, apparently there are some, there are some health benefits to it. There are some yeah. other things that, uh, I mean, if it's controlled and right. you do it well, yeah. um, there are, there are some, some things that it does for you. But uh, I was generally just very curious to be like, well, what, what's going to happen if I don't eat for a week? Like, like just what's going to happen? Like, how am I going to feel? Um, and well, so, I appreciate uh, that. I appreciate you telling me because I, uh, I didn't, 
thing that um, you know it just it just really I, I really appreciate that's all I can say that you know you even just do that even just to think about you know put yourself back where where I was 40 years ago uh, that was just amazing how yeah and then when I think about it it's like all right so what if I had to do that while I was on a boat and oh what if the boat was in the ocean and like and it's like yeah, when you I, piece it together it's just like all right i mom, mom's 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 really cool she's really strong and she's really cool <laughs> i'm never gonna i'm never gonna get there so you know what let's say that hopefully you never ever have to get there but you know that if any crisis your body your mind will prepare for it and you will fight just like i did mm-hmm. just like tens of hundred other thousand people that who did the same thing I did to cross out the ocean. And I hope that, you know, many of those people's children uh, be able to read their story and understand them like you are trying to understand me. Mm -hmm. And that would be the most beautiful things because when you have that understanding for each other and somehow, you know, I, I'd like to see myself in you uh, in some scenario. So th- the only way you can get the love to expand is to compassion. And the, the only way you have compassion is when you understand what the other person have gone through. Mm. And uh, for me to understand you, I think is a little hard too. Because I, you know, for me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why you want to put yourself in jeopardy when you don't have to, you know? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a completely different upbringing. It's a completely different set of experiences. Right. For, and, for and, somebody and, who've been through it, want to avoid it. And for somebody who have never been through it, want to try it. Yeah. So, and you know, I, for I people. The, the, the strongest thing there is, and I think the, you know, bridging the connection between our understandings, like. I think there's mm-hmm. a realization at some point where I was like, I'm never going to like in a lot of instances, like quite frankly, I'm not going to relate to you. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're not the same person. We have completely different backgrounds and, right. and influences, but it's important for me to understand, you know, how you and I are different. And I think it, that in itself is just, it's, yeah. it's bridging a gap more than more, more than more than anything. And I, I want to bring up one topic. I mean, the reason I was so fearful when you were in Mexico and, you know, all I could think is somebody going to kidnap you, just like the pirate kidnapped me, right? Let's put it in that scenario. Pirate didn't kidnap me, but the mind is horrible when you exaggerating, when you're expanding the thought. And all I could think is what if the cartel, the drug cartel kidnap you to the jungle and there's no way I can find you? Yeah, you know, and I always want to be on top. It's like, where are you going? Exactly where I I want yeah. to know. I want to track, because I have been through that fear. And yeah. if I put myself back into that space, I can go crazy with all the different crazy thought in my mind. Yeah, and that, that's something where it's like I really when when I'm there, I, I brush it off, and I'm like, oh my goodness, why does she care so much about this? But like. Right. I, it, you have a very valid reason to it's, yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's, yeah. That's I mean, it's like when, when people have never been through it, they take it very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. This is something that you just don't want to be the wrong place at the wrong time because 
drastic thing can happen. And sometimes it's not up to us can control the situation. When we're not able to control the situation, and that's the most dangerous thing because your life is in somebody else's hands and yeah. up to their mercy. Yeah. So I'm glad you're home in one piece. And <laughs> I, I know that you have a lot more story that you didn't tell me. And sometimes, you know, I don't even want to know because you're home and you're safe. <laughs> that's all I care. But, you know, learn from the mistake or learn from the from my story and hopefully that you know um, you can try adventure things but just be careful on the safe side that um, you're not doing foolish things yes mom I will <laughs> all right well I think that's a good place to wrap everything up um, thank you everyone for listening in to another episode of Roots thanks mom for hopping on and continuing to share your story with me um, any final words for you Yes, uh, just so the audience just get into this first episode and had no idea what we're talking about. Um, my memoir is called I Did Not Miss the Boat. This is a story that I uh, talk, tell about the journey that uh, how my family escaped Vietnam uh, back in 1979, crossed the ocean and um, become a refugee and, and then settle in the United States. And my son, Alexander, who uh, was born in this country have not a clue about what's going on back then. So when he read the story, he has a lot of questions that he want to ask me. And that's why um, this podcast is born. So I hope that if you have a, uh, a refugee story, an immigrant story, a story that you don't understand about what your parents been through or what your kids been through even. Uh, if you are parents my, my age and you wanna dig a little deeper to know who your children are, it would be a great uh, conversation to have about your roots, your family history, and that's how we're gonna uh, bridge that gap of um, two generations. All right. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks, Mom. Have a good Thank one. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.